Let me tell you about something that uh, uh, Jason Whitlock is doing. He is uh, organizing what he calls the Fearless Army Roll Call. It will be an all-day event to encourage men to put on the full armor of God and take a stand against the evil forces destroying American culture. At the conference, you're going to hear speeches from Jason and several other special guests. They will inspire you to be a better husband, a better father, and a witness of Christ. Roll Call will inspire, uplift, and even entertain. Join hundreds, uh, if not thousands, of like-minded men in Nashville on April 15th for this important conference. Tickets will likely sell out, so secure yours today by going to fearlessarmyrollcall.com. Fearlessarmyrollcall.com. Reserve your spot today and be part of the men that stand for Christ and stand for sanity fearlessarmyrollcall.com America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so very glad that you uh, you are showing up today. Thank you for that. We have a huge show. Stu is back from the just tragic, tragic Eagles loss. <laughs> it, we were it was tragic. I was so upset it's about the it. worst thing that ever we happened to me in my just, entire life. I know it's horrible, and your son had to witness all of those tears. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, so Stu is back, but also <laughs> um, we are gonna. We're going to give you the inflation numbers. They are up uh, 6.4%, uh, up from a year ago, but they're up 0.5% just month to month. But that's the Inflation Reduction Act, which, oh, by the way, can we play this real quick? Here's the Inflation Reduction Act, what it really is. Uh, here we have John Podesta, senior advisor to the president. The IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, is the largest and most significant piece of clean energy legislation, oh. most significant climate legislation that's oh. ever passed uh, in U.S. history. Oh. It's uh, transformative uh, and attacking all the sectors of the economy that are involved in, in, uh, in oh. emissions okay. uh, causing climate change. All right. Well, that's great. Good. It's attacking the economy and it seems to be working out exactly as as planned and finally balloon talk we go there in 60 seconds janet writes in about her dog's experience with rough greens she said our little rescue girl loves rough greens i fill her kibble bowl and if there's no rough greens in it she sniffs and then walks to the cupboard where it's kept and just waits until i add it then and only then she eats smart girl uh, she's a lot more energetic and curious now than she was before. Thank you so much, Rough Greens. 
Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement you sprinkle on your dog's kibble food. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, everything your dog needs for a healthy and happy life. The folks at Rough Greens are confident your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal. Just go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. They'll give you a first trial bag just to make sure your dog likes it. First bag is free. Just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Okay, so we've got some very exciting news for you. The defense secretary and the White House had to address something uh, that I think is very, very important. We lead with, let's go to cut eight. This is John Kirby um, at the Pentagon. Uh, The top officials at the Pentagon, when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence, said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre seemed to rule out any extraterrestrial activity. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft, period. I don't think there's any more that needs to be said there. Okay. All right. Um, I just want to say, do you recognize your country today? A spokesperson from the Pentagon, without any laughter from the press corps, said, quote, I don't think the American people need to worry about extraterrestrials uh, today. Oh, okay. Well, that's normal. All right. I got it. I got it. Um, now, um, we've heard from Austin, they are not a threat. And then we've heard they are a threat. And then we've heard they're not a threat. And then we see that they use Sidewinder missiles to take them down. Why would you do that? If it's not a threat, by the way, just so you know, in the balloon fight, we had to use two sidewinders. The first one missed it. Uh, that's uh, just a half a million dollar missile, but uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Half a million dollar missile. It missed it. I My favorite part of the story is and the Pentagon didn't track where that missile landed, but they're pretty sure that no harm was done. Pretty sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay. We don't, want, we don't want to shoot the balloon down in the first place because of the shrapnel that might hit the ground, but we'll just right. let missiles fly yes. randomly into yes. societies. And they're trying to get a better sense of what these things are uh, by going and looking uh, at them, but they, it proves to be very difficult because um, it is uh, the debris is landing in the sea or in the water. Well, here's an idea. Don't shoot it down over the water. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't shoot it down over the water. I know it's very, very, very complex. Now, Biden has ordered the creation. Listen to this. He's ordered the creation of interagency team to investigate unidentified aerial phenomena. UAP. Okay, that's what they now call UFOs. Okay. Does anybody want to step in and tell me what's wrong with this story? The president, through his national security advisor, today has directed an interagency team to study the broader policy implications for detection, analysis, and disposition of unidentified aerial objects that pose either safety or security risks. 
Nobody. We already did this in Congress two years ago. We have one. Marco Rubio set it up. It's why we've found out about possible alien life in the first place. You already have a commission, an interagency commission that is studying this. They've produced a report. And yet yesterday, he announces we're going to do another one. We need a committee to study that committee. Well, we need a we need we need a committee of doctors <laughs> to study the brain. Um, all right. So now the U.S. military first shot at an unknown octagonal octagon. Say it. I'm not even octagonal, sure. Octagonal oct. An octagon. Okay. An object that was an octagon uh, over Lake Huron. Okay. Yesterday they said we don't think it was a balloon. We don't think it was a balloon. Was it a kite? No, we just don't think it was a balloon because okay. it was it was a, it was an octagon, and you don't have balloons that are octagon. Well, Scott Adams uh, just searched Google for five minutes, and he found uh, an octagonal uh, weather balloon for sale on Google. So apparently, they do make them, uh, but maybe the Pentagon doesn't have Google. Uh, not sure. Hmm? Maybe you covered this uh, while I was gone, but do you have a what's your what's your cohesive theory that explains this? Is it just that we've always had lots of balloons going over our heads and didn't know it? I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a minute. Hmm. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, because uh, yesterday I, I spent a lot of time just explaining. I don't think the extraterrestrial life has come from Alpha Centauri. Uh, and then invading us with weather balloons. I just don't think that so, they were like that. Would be a weird approach. Yeah, but let's, again, you know what? It would throw us off the track. The, let's get work. into the hot air balloon and go down and visit them. I just didn't think that that would be the mode of of invasion. Feels low probability to me. It it yeah. does. Okay. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. So um, what is happening? Well, did you know? That on January 28th, the U.S. Air Force spotted the spy balloon, right? Coming in from Alaska. And it went over the Aleutian Islands. It was in Canadian airspace. And then by the 31st, somebody was looking up and they're like, hey, that looks like a balloon. What is it? And the government had known about it the whole time, but decided to just be quiet. Like, we're not going to see this balloon up in the sky. Okay. Did you know that just a few days prior to this, the Coast Guard caught a Russian spy ship gathering intelligence near Hawaii? Now, the media was focused on one spy ship. The Coast Guard released photos of several. Now, these are not ghost balloons. These are ships that just kind of like materialized. Nobody had seen them. They had been they had been uh, going back and forth, changing directions, avoiding all of our ability to track these ships. And then they just kind of like came out. That's great. That's wonderful. So we have that. Now, I don't know if anybody has checked this. But it's almost like Russia and China are now in bed together. And maybe 
we're in a proxy war with not only Russia, but also China. They're checking our defenses. They are seeing, are we spotting them? Can they get past us? And they're just, they are just testing, I think, our president on the balloons. So they're playing chicken with us. Okay. They're not losing. They're not winning, but they're not losing. Okay. So why is this happening? Well, has anybody noticed the volume of trade between Russia and China? It's gone through the roof. So Beijing is now in the role where they are pretty much funding Russia's war in Ukraine. You know, kind of like us funding Ukrainian side of the war. So, wow, it sounds like we're on a losing team. Uh, Looks like we've got Russia and China now as the Axis power and us and Ukraine. Yay. Theoretically, Europe, right? Yeah, theoretically, Europe. So this is what I think is truly happening. Now, in about 10 minutes in Washington, D.C., they're getting a confidential briefing uh, about the spy balloons. So we should have some idea. China just came out yesterday and said, yeah, well, you know, there's been 10 balloons in our airspace since 2022. Washington, D.C. sends the balloons over to our place all the time. OK, don't know if that's true. But can we maybe we should, you know, maybe we should just kind of back down a little bit, seeing that we are now facing China and Russia. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to war with China and Russia. I don't want to go to war with China and, you know, Ethel, who lives down at the end of my street. I, you know, let's not go to war. What do you what do you say? Ethel's pretty spicy. I mean, she she brings it. Yeah. So you don't want to get her involved in this. Correct. Right. Right. You know, Ethel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody. Least, yeah. Everybody. Does. Everybody. Knows everybody Ethel. does. <laughs> All right. So we have that going for us. Now we find out that uh, Russia may have lost an entire elite brigade uh, near a Donetsk uh, coal mining town. So it's not going well for them. However, yesterday, the State Department said, hey, uh, you know, if you're an American citizen, okay, uh, you should not travel to Russia. Duh, you think so? But if you're there, you need to depart immediately. Now, part of this is because what's left are dual citizens, okay? And... Uh, what we're saying is, um, quote, due to the unpredictable consequences of the unprovoked full-scale invasion of Ukraine by Russian military forces, Americans in Russia face harassment, unlawful detention, and the possibility of terrorism. Also, Americans in Russia could be subject to mobilization and conscripted to the Russian military. So they're saying they might just grab people and just say, you, you're in the military. Or they might just send you to a gulag. So that seems like, that seems like, you know, really good news. Now, one last story. This comes from Forbes. Carl Sandburg, he's the guy who wrote the Lincoln 
you know, uh, autobiography or the, uh, the uh, biography. And he said near the end of the civil war, how improbable it was that the nation had turned to a one horse lawyer from a one horse town to save it. The president confided that he too thought it was strange and then observed it was a time when a man with a policy would have been fatal to the country. I've never had policy. I've just tried to do what was best as each day came. Abraham Lincoln. Next, the next paragraph. President Biden's response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine has a similar flavor. <laughs> he had no policy for dealing with such an invasion when he entered office because he wasn't expecting one. But once the invasion became imminent, Biden did everything he could to dissuade President Putin. But the war began, and Biden and his advisors expecting a quick Russian victory. Just tried to do the right thing. This is a, that is a, a magnificent story in so many ways. First of all, I mean, Abraham Lincoln was really smart and said a lot of really good things. Is that that's the one you're pulling out? Yeah. I, hey, I didn't really know anything about this. So I just kind of gave it. I winged it. That, that, that's, yeah. a, that's not a good quote right. from Lincoln. Right. You should have had a policy on right. slavery. <laughs> well, the story goes on and says, maybe we should have a policy yeah. uh, in this one. I'll explain in just a minute. On his deathbed, Oscar Wilde is famous for having say, it's either me or the drapes. One of us has to go. Don't you want a quote like that? I mean, I, I got to think of one and then, you know, then you'll die and you'll be up in heaven. And you're like. I forgot to say that one great quote. Anyway, if you're looking for uh, help in the drapes department, uh, you don't want a company that's going to have to come out two or three times. You want blinds.com. Their design consultants have you covered. Have you covered? Um, they, they do everything online with you. You can FaceTime or Skype with them. And it's really at your time. I mean, last time we did this, we just called. It was a Saturday morning, and we called, and I said, oh, we're going to have to call and get a design consultant. And I thought, okay, well, let's look at the calendar. My wife's calling, and, and they said, oh, you want to do it right now? Uh, yes, please. They really work on your schedule. There's a reason why Blinds.com has 40,000 five-star reviews. It becomes very obvious when you see how their window treatments can give your home a new year look. Best part, Blinds.com's makes it incredibly affordable at the same time. If you need help measuring or installing, they do that too. Everything is backed by Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shipping's always free. So shop Blinds.com and save up to 45% site-wide. Up to 45% everything off right now at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so Forbes goes on to say, when Ukraine proved unexpectedly resilient in the face of Moscow's aggression, the administration cautiously began sending military equipment, most defensive items like Stinger and anti-aircraft missiles, blah, blah, blah. Russia's subsequent reverses on the battlefield emboldened the administration to rally allies while gradually increasing the lethality of what America supplied. In April of 22, they decided to send N777 uh, howitzers. In June, uh, the HIMARS rocket launcher. And in December, the Patriot missile system. 
Now it's sending armored vehicles, including the prized Abrams main uh, battle tank, and pressing the Allies to send similar weapons, such as the Leopard from Germany, and there's talk of supplying F-16 fighters. Washington Post story on February 9th to close the targeting of a game-changing HIMARS system depends uh, that it depends on information provided by U.S. intelligence, reporting Ukrainian forces, quoting, almost never launch the advanced weapons without specific coordinates, uh, coordinates provided by U.S. military personnel. The very next day, the Post revealed that the Pentagon was urging Congress to allow U.S. special operators to have hands-on control. Okay, this is okay. All right, okay, let's, uh-huh. So the story goes on to say, uh, when is Russia going to say enough is enough? I think probably this spring. I think maybe that's what's happening with the balloons and China. They are letting us know we are not to be fooled around with. We've had how many power outages and problems? You know, they keep blaming this on the Nazis, all these Nazis that are around. I've never seen a Nazi. I've seen a Klansman before on a street corner. I yelled at him and my wife was like, can you shut up and just keep driving? And uh, but I've never seen a group of Nazis. Well, I have, I guess, on TV, you know, that group of fine people, as the press always likes to say, Trump called them. Yeah. But apparently they're everywhere. Yeah, they're busy. Very yeah, busy. Yeah, they're very busy. Mm-hmm. They're very, very busy. Um, we really need to pay attention um, because one of the things that, according to the Post, is the most damaging, the thing that should worry all of us, is this nonchalant ad- attitude in Congress, in the Senate, and in the administration of. Yeah, we're just sending some stuff over. No big deal. We're not going to get into a war. It, we are, we are marching towards something, and we have got to stop now. And doesn't it seem more likely we'll get pulled into a war when our president apparently has no policy on this issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, just yeah. making it up as he goes along. Yeah, well, at might, some point, yeah. it might feel like the right thing to do yeah. is enter into war. Right, right. Great, perfect. Said Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Look, if you've been putting uh, off doing a cash out refi of your home's mortgage, maybe it's time to change that. Right now, everything costs more. And if you're counting on people like Jerome Powell and the Fed to pull us out, uh, you are definitely betting on the wrong horse. The Fed is trying to stabilize the housing market, which means that home values are going to go down. You have to understand everything the Fed does is to take more money from you or stop you from buying stuff. That, that's, that's the policy to, to help reduce inflation. Uh-huh. If you're a homeowner, time to find the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's in the form of a cash-out refi from American Financing. American Financing. They can save you up to $700 a month. That's the average they're saving people just like you. $700 a month. 
So call American Financing right now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call now, AmericanFinancing.net. All the best shows in conservative media, blazetv.com. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Stu and I were just talking about what's going on with this buildup to war. And I, I warn you, I, I am not satisfied on the Nord Stream pipeline thing yet. I, I, I would like... I, I, I would like an investigation on that. And it, it, it won't happen because if we did indeed do it, that's World War Three. I mean, if if Russia did that to us, wouldn't that be something we would declare war on? Now, I have to tell you, uh, for me, it's not fighting a war over. If if our administration did this, that's impeachable. That is treason. You don't do this. You don't go around Congress and do something like this. And I hope to God we didn't. But, you know, we, we all look at it. Well, Putin's not crazy enough. Were we crazy enough to do what we just did? Because if, if we are crazy enough to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline, that is an act of war. And to do it without anyone even in Congress knowing about it, I, I, got, I got news for you. He's crazy enough to detonate a nuke. Again, you're you're calling for an investigation to find out if this was done by yeah, us yeah, or yeah. who it was done by. Well, name the countries that could do it, Stu. Well, everyone pointed to Russia initially, which never really made sense to doesn't me. Doesn't make sense to me. Uh, China could do it, but China, I mean, that doesn't make sense. They'd be on the other side of of uh, of Russia, and they're cozying up to Russia. And, yeah, right. They don't want to do that. No. Uh, you have France. France does not have the spine. And... If their people found out and while they were freezing to death, they were the ones that, I mean, that would just be horrible. Uh, England has the capability, but England has the same story as France, and England's not going to do it. I mean, why would England do no. it? I mean, even if they did do it, it's, it's basically our ally doing it anyway, and they would right. have to ask us. Right. I mean, they probably they don't have to ask us, of course, right. as a sovereign nation. Because I doubt we they, asked any of them. Right. And But they would probably consult with us on something like that. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, the only thing that... Uh, if you want to stretch a little bit, the only thing that kind of potentially could make sense from the Russia standpoint is perhaps a faction of the Russian military that believes Putin is too soft. Now, this is this does this faction definitely exists, right? They they're they're saying, wait a minute, the United States is supplying arms to these guys. They are our enemy. We're already at war. Admit it. And they also were the the people who are saying, you know. We are too tied economically to these other countries and we can't do the right thing in Ukraine by going after them because of uh, these pipelines and, and we're worried about Europe and, and how they're going to react because that we have these ties to them for gas and all this. And that was going on before this war. So, I mean, in theory, could a, a, a faction of the military or some part of their military in, intelligence complex think yeah, so then, we need to end this so there's no more ties here and we can fight this like why, you know, we're supposed to? Why wouldn't Maybe? why wouldn't the investigate? I mean, it's it's interesting to me that uh, all the investigators from the West, they've all been like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, we should just forget about it now. I mean, we've been down there. We looked at it. <laughs> yeah. We should just forget about it now. <laughs> no, it, I mean. <laughs> 
If it was a it was a, a Russians and there was any evidence at all, they would have said that. If there's any evidence at all, they wouldn't say it was us. Yeah, they say. I mean, they do seem to point to Russia, but they don't provide any real reason, yeah. and they don't provide that sort of you know because there's not a real reason. Why would Russia want to do that? Like if their if their plan was uh, to just go to war with Europe, right? They would could just go to war with Europe, right? Like the. There's no reason to to break off the no. income in the middle of, of at the worst part of, no. of a financial crisis caused no. by this war. Right? Like the last thing they're going to want to do is cut off their short term access to uh, to the gas business. Now, I guess this uh, was the second secondary pipeline. So it was the one that wasn't really operational yet. But yeah. still, why close that door? It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's. It's a bizarre it's a bizarre theory. Why would Russia blow up their own access to a bunch of money? I mean, like doesn't I mean, Have we looked at the Rebel Alliance because like you mm. said it wasn't fully operational <laughs> yet. So they, they, they tend to do it right before it comes online. Mm. Um it is Valentine's Day, which I absolutely hate. <laughs> I hate it. I, Why? I, you I have just, to plants tonight? I mean Yes, we do have plans. Nice. But I hate it. So is this going to be the discussion while you're out? Shut up. A little bit of a, hey, not happy I'm here. Not happy to see you. My my wife gave me a card today. It was so sweet. And uh, I get up in the morning and it's sitting by my sink. And hers is not sitting by the sink. It's, uh, I I put it at the store. But anyway. Oh, so I wish you could do something today and go out and get it. Um, well, I'm going to pick it up. Oh, you're going to pick it up. I thought I might pick it up. Oh, you I should give her the up. opportunity yeah. to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know? You're right. Good idea. It's a surprise. <laughs> Go in and see which one you think I left there for you. Uh, they'll charge you if you got the wrong one. So mm. anyway, um, uh, just a quick, you know, uh, Valentine's tip here. This comes from a Harvard trained psychologist that works with couples. And they they wanted to show that these are some of the phrases that might show that your marriage or relationship is in trouble. Okay. Mm-hmm. So remember, this is Harvard. Okay. Okay. Well, so, right, so I mean, we're we're looking. I mean, we're going to go deep here. Yeah, I want to. Okay. I want to know what are the. All right. Uh, the first phrase that if you notice any of these phrases coming from you or your partner, your relationship may be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first phrase uh, that apparently you don't want to say is "You don't deserve me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Well, they said Crap. it could uh, could also that was actually written on the Valentine's Day card I got for my wife. Yeah, well, that's weird because the mm-hmm. one I picked out said "You're lucky that I even put up with you," <laughs> which is you know still the same phrase they wanted you to know. If you hear mm-hmm. any of those, you might be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this one uh, number two is. Uh, Stop asking if I'm okay, all right? Everything's fine when it isn't, hmm. when you hear that. Now, now, what would be the issue there? I can't think of anything. Uh, they say that's just passive aggressive, hmm. uh, and uh, then, they, you know, then they don't feel open to, you know, to, to share, oh, okay? And okay. Uh, wow. they can't resolve the conflict. Although, I will tell you, there's a caveat on this. Stop asking if I'm okay, everything is fine. Sometimes guys really just don't know. 
We have no idea if you're fine or not. We just know you've stopped oh. talking to us or you you're just going to give us a cold shoulder or just a look. Sometimes that look means nothing. Sometimes that look means like you've really done something now and I'm so angry. I want you to apologize. And then we're like, I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, hey, sup. And then they give you the look. You're like, okay, all right. So now I know I've done something. Scanning, scanning, scanning. I don't know. I have no idea what it is. Honey, is something wrong? Can I, I mean, did I? No, nothing is wrong. Okay, all right. So I'm not sure if that is necessarily uh, the same. And you said sometimes guys don't know? What was the... Can you explain? Yeah, there's. I should take out the caveat. The sometimes guys don't know. not guys no, just no don't know. No. We have no idea. So if you're if someone's asking, usually that's probably a good sign that they actually care enough to ask. Yeah, they, at least you're over yeah. that hump. Are you okay? Please don't chop our heads off. We have no idea. No, yeah, we're we really have no dumb. idea. Really dumb. Okay, uh, number three is if if you say this to your spouse, your marriage may be in trouble or okay. your relationship. You're pathetic. Okay. Now, this is what from if their a name Harvard is pathetic? study. Okay. If their name is actually pathetic, then I don't know. I don't know. But they say this is name calling and it simplifies. That's what I'm saying. Name calling. Yeah. Right. right. I'm saying if it's her name. Right. Her name well, is pathetic. God given name. Right. Okay. Um, this one, t- this one, again, it has to come from a PhD. Because you'd never see this one. So coming. far, it's pretty advanced uh, analysis. Yeah. Uh, the fourth phrase that you just don't want to say or hear in your relationship is, I hate you. <laughs> Shut up. It's not, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Number four, I hate you. <laughs> Uh, because it, wow, did we pay for the study? We it, had to pay for the study. It overgeneralizes momentary feelings and creates insecurity, even in the good moments. Because your partner may think, "Do they really the love mo- me right now?" When they said, "I hate you last week." The good, what good moments are? Are you saying good moments? So you have a bad moment where you say, "I hate, I hate you. you," and, and then, then the good there's moments, a good moment. And you're right. like, "I love you," and you're like, "You just said you hated me." <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute, your wait a minute, your breakdown of the situation is inconsistent. That's that's. <laughs> did, wait, do you get back to the "I love you" thing after the "I hate you" thing? I think the "I hate you" thing kind of winds it up, doesn't it? I I mean I. I kind of see that as a red flare. Really? Yeah. Okay. She says, I hate you. Did you go to Harvard? Uh, no, I, oh. uh, Yale. Okay. Yale. Yeah. Uh, five, uh, you're a bad parent. <laughs> you're a bad parent. Who says these things? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're a bad parent. You're a I bad mean, parent. But like these, all, all of the, or at least most of these seem like immediate relationship enders. Like if you say them once. Right. So they say, this is what you're supposed to do for a good relationship. Use I statements, Mm -hmm. say thank you, Mm. and take responsibility. So now I'm not a a PhD, but I am a doctor in the humanities. And this is, oh, for the love of all humanity, say these things, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Use I statements, say thank you, take responsibility. Use I statements. Yeah, so, so it would be like, oh, thank you for saying that. Um, I've been looking to take responsibility of my own life, and you've just reminded me, I hate you. Oh, I, you. it's a nice statement. Yeah. I yeah, hate yeah, you. I hate you. That's good. And apparently it'll be fixed. It'll be fixed. Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. everybody. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, you know, what's really sad is there are people probably in this audience that are like, wow, don't say I hate you. Or my wife's been saying she hates me now for years. <laughs> are we really in trouble? <laughs> Today, only the Tuttle Twins are having a huge sale that will make a real impact on your kids and grandkids, especially if your wife just said you're a bad parent. By the way, my, uh, my daughter has her birthday. Uh, you know, she, me, My daughter and I have the same birthday, mm-hmm. um, and that was last week. And so she went out with a few of her friends this weekend for her birthday from one of her friends, she got a uh, hyperinflation devastation from the Tuttle twins. <laughs> oh, was that a oh, joke on you? No. Or was that, oh, she that's loves a good the books. Oh, she she loves the books. And uh, I mean, I was like, gosh, we've got some good friends. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> that's great. My, my 10 year old daughter just got a book about hyperinflation, but it's the Tuttle twins and she loves it and she'll read it. She's already reading it. You got good friends. Yeah. You have good friends. Um, Tuttle Twins teen books are on sale for Valentine's Day. They're also doing a steep discount on their children's series for $50, all 13 books and all activity workbooks for 50 bucks. Tuttle Twins are confident you're going to be happy with these books. They even have a money-back guarantee if you order now. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com today only. Get this Valentine's Day deal, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids uh, and your teens sane in this crazy world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. You want to talk about uh, misinformation and disinformation. I don't know which one this is, uh, but the New York Post, who I normally trust, uh, has run this headline. And it's just an out and out lie. Barney is back. The beloved purple dinosaur reboot is in the works. <laughs> I don't know anybody that likes Barney. <laughs> Not a single soul. They were all filmed. All Every episode was filmed right here. Here in our in our complex, our yeah. studio complex, and uh, I'm not proud of that. You know, I say it just to get it out there so it can't be used against me. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, also, uh, were by- you in the costume? Mm-hmm. No, I've been a little skin tight, I guess. The Biden administration uh, yesterday has announced another sale of oil from the Department of Energy's Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, another 26 million barrels going to be sold off. Oh, good. Uh, so we're at the lowest uh, now dating back to 1983, which was just a few years after the strategic oil reserve was put into place. And, uh, so <laughs> good. that's, uh, that's oh, great. Good. That's great. Yeah. Really, really, really. We've done, it's a lot of, we have a lot of things that are like the first since 1983 yeah. or earlier. Yeah. You know, inflation. There's a lot of that going on. You know, around. I don't know if you've paid any attention to what's been going on in uh, Ohio. But uh, there's some real problems in Ohio. I'm going to we're spending the whole uh, next hour on Ohio uh, and what's happening there. But, uh, you know, the good thing is, is that, you know, we have Buddha judge uh, and do we have time to play uh, cut nine? Yeah, here's here's uh, to work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges, 
on building a workforce that reflects the community. Mm-hmm. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth ga- gaps in this country mm-hmm. if we can tear down those barriers. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, that's Pete Buttigieg. Um, he spoke about this and, you know, hey, uh, white people shouldn't get jobs. Uh, he's the transportation secretary. Uh, it, no comment until 830 last night on what the hell is going on in Ohio? Where is he on this? Where is he on this? I mean, have you ever can you name any other transportation secretaries like this guy has been in the middle of like 10 cataclysmic disasters since he's taken this job he is horrible at this horrible every single thing he does seems to turn to a a disaster like i mean i every it's a it's a really meaningless uh, not a meaningless job but it's a it's not a job where you get any notoriety and yet this guy's in the center of all sorts of stuff every time there's a massive screw up it's usually on him well with an exception that uh, you know, the media doesn't recognize that. You know, they want to keep his, they want to keep his runway open for a possible run in 2024 as president of the United States. But he needs to answer for what's happening in Ohio, and what's happening in Ohio is a nightmare. I don't, you know, I'd like to see Pete Buttigieg move to Palestine and live there the and tell me program. it's okay. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. What is happening in Ohio is uh, is a nightmare, a national nightmare. Um, what exactly is happening in Ohio? Yesterday, we had P- Pete Buttigieg out talking about how construction workers shouldn't be white. Uh, we need to balance our workforce. You're the transportation secretary. Have you been on the ground yet? We've been down on the ground in Palestine, Ohio. You know, and the EPA yesterday came out and said, oh, it's all fine. All fine. Nothing in the water. Nothing to breathe. No big deal. Except people's animals are dying. And they're being told, you can go back. You know, this is what happens when you have government agencies lie to people like they did at the CDC with COVID. Now, you think you have any credibility? If I'm living in Palestine, Ohio, I'm saying to the uh, EPA, really? You and you and uh, Professor Pete, go ahead. You come here. 
You live here for a couple of weeks and walk around a mile away from this derailment, drink the water. Then I'll believe you that maybe my family would be safe. I wouldn't believe it. This is a real crisis. So what's really going on on the ground? Well, we want to take you to somebody who lives about a mile, mile and a half from the accident. However, their property is only about uh, half a mile from the the crash site. Uh, it's uh, it's not a good situation, and America needs to answer for it. When I say America, uh, I'd like Washington to answer. What are you doing to protect the people, the water supply, all of it, in 60 seconds? You know, you, you'd think that, I mean, because everybody in the media and the left, they always love these spills. So they always are covering it wall to wall. This has been going on since what? The 6th? Was it? I mean, this has been going on for a very long, the third, the third. Where is everybody? Let me, first of all, uh, before we get into that, uh, tell you about Senior Air Force Senior Master Sergeant Israel Del Toro Jr. In one horrific moment during his tour in Afghanistan, his Humvee that he was riding in exploded, leaving him with severe burns over 80% of his body. Doctors only gave him a 15% chance of survival, and thank God he did survive. Later, he became the first fully disabled airman permitted to re-enlist, and uh, he was a gold medal winner of the Invictus Games. This guy is amazing. Well, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made sure that when this accident happened, he and his family received a mortgage-free smart home. It has a ton of smart features that help him live life more independently, so his kids can be with dad and he can go on inspiring others with his story. Tunnel of Towers. Help heroes like Del Toro when they need it the most. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. All right. Uh, I want to welcome in uh, a, a resident, Caitlin uh, Schwartzwalder. She is the Von Schwartz Doberman kennel owner uh, and has been forced to evacuate. But you were there for the first couple of days, were you not, Caitlin? Hi, Glenn. Uh, yes, I was. So um, the derailment occurred on Friday evening, and um, we were there from Friday evening until Sunday evening at 8 p.m. when we were subsequently uh, evacuated. Um, my home and my business um, are both on Taggart Road, which is the road of the derailment. Um, we have 27 acres. And from driveway to derailment is 1.2 miles. And from the edge of the property uh, to the derailment is less than a half a mile. And the railroad tracks actually butt up to the back of the property by 10 feet. Holy cow. So when you had the dogs in the kennel, everything was fine until they set this on fire, right? I wouldn't say fine. Um, to be honest with you, uh, the area looks like a war zone. It looks like I would assume Ukraine to look like. There's 
military tankers every half mile. There's police personnel blockading roads. Um, it's it's beyond anything imaginable, and and it's so surreal to think that this is our home. So you, when you are evacuated, you ta- you immediately take all of the the dogs out, but then um, you have horses too, don't you? Correct. So on Sunday evening, uh, with the help of uh, Bearded Brothers Moving Group, which is a is a local moving group in Ohio, they came with their moving trucks. We evacuated thirty dogs between eight p.m. and. 6 a.m. the next morning, um, they were able to transport all of the, the cages and kennels, uh, and I had my own vehicles to, to make multiple trips to transport the dogs. We had them all evacuated to a private residence by the next morning. Um, you know, it's, it's less than an ideal situation, but it's all we have, you know, in this time. You know, the, the home is not fenced. Uh, the dogs do have to live in in cages because... You know, there's there's not an appropriate setup. I mean, what kind of appropriate setup can you make in one evening? Yeah. Um, so we evacuated the dogs uh, between Sunday night and Monday morning. The uh, original time of the controlled detonation was supposed to be 12 in the afternoon on Monday. Uh, at 11 o'clock, we were evacuating horses. I own one horse, and my neighbor has uh, eight other horses across the street. My, my horse is only six months old. She's a baby. Um, and we had to load these horses onto trailers. They were all upset from the noises and the banging and the, you know, just emergency personnel flying up and down the road. Uh, it was, we had, a, we had a terrible time trying to get them loaded onto trailers and evacuated. And believe it or not, our, our local police department, specifically uh, Officer Fredericks, he actually came into the horse pastures with us and helped us move the horses out, mm. you know, because all we knew that, you know, the controlled detonation was happening at noon. And, you know, obviously there was a chance of a catastrophic failure prior to that. Um, so we were all just kind of, you know, wishing and hoping for the best and, and trying to get these animals to safety. And, and we did. And the controlled detonation didn't end up happening until I believe about four thirty-eight on yeah. Monday. Uh, and then, Kind of all, all hell broke loose. So tell me, tell me now what happened after the um, explosion? Because they've they've just come out. EPA has come out and said, "Oh, it's it's fine." But there were were there some people that stayed, or they left their animals? Um, yeah, so behind. Unfortunately, some people had to leave their animals um, because they didn't have a place to evacuate that was, you know, animal friendly. Um, some people left the animals, and unfortunately, uh, some of those animals have have died. Um, you know, there are stories of a woman with chickens. I have spoken with her personally. Anytime there's any kind of animal death, of course, because I'm so close, I, I do a little more digging. And I've actually personally spoken to these people who have had herds of chickens die, who have had domestic foxes die. Um, I have a personal friend who's whose family member's dog went out into the yard and never came back inside, a two-year-old healthy dog. Um, my personal dogs, just from the two days that that they were there and exposed to just, you know, the fire fumes and, and whatnot, whatever was, you know, in the air prior to the detonation, I had four dogs needing to have emergency veterinarian services because they were projectile vomiting, um, mm. very lethargic. 
so, you know, I can't even imagine what it would be like for a human or an animal to be there uh, during the controlled detonation or being there now. Um, I, I can't imagine. We've had to go back a couple of times for supplies because, you know, I, I had to move an entire business in one evening as well as my own personal things. And um, uh, we've had to go back and going back is extremely uncomfortable. It is, you know, there's physical symptoms each and every time we go from, you know, itchy, burning, watery eyes, itchy, burning throat, um, coughing. Uh, it was a weird sensation of like your eyes pulsating. It almost felt like your eyes had a heartbeat. Mm. Um, our skin was so dry uh, that even, you know, your general moisturizers that you put on, you know, after a shower have still not uh, resolved the problem. Um, so I can't imagine being back there now. Uh, our plan is to most likely not go back ever. Um, so we're just trying to fund all these things and trying to, to, to just figure out where life has to go from here. So what is it like on the ground today? Because there's, I mean, this detonation, you know, happened a week ago Sunday. And the EPA is saying, oh, you can go back in. And some people are. Um, but as you yeah. said, they're, you know, they're experiencing difficulties. Yeah. So I was there yesterday. Um, I was continuing to grab some more kennels for the dogs to make the situation here a little bit better. And I, you know, we couldn't stand to be there for more than 30 minutes. So I don't, I don't know how people are doing it. What I know is still as of yesterday, it, it, it doesn't look like our normal town of East Palestine in Darlington, Pennsylvania. It looks like hmm. something out of a movie. Like the, you know, it's, it's, it's empty. Um, I think the media is not uh, appropriately displaying the fact that people aren't going back. You know, some people who didn't have the financial means to stay away any longer came back. But I think anybody who had an option did not go back. Jeez. Okay. So, um, they're they're now worried that all of this stuff is seeping into the water supply. And I know Pennsylvania yeah. has just closed down one of the, the plants, but the EPA um, said they had screened 291 homes near the crash site. It has not detected any levels of uh, vinyl chloride or hydrogen chloride. Um, and they said they still have to screen, but it's, uh, it's safe and they're not, uh, finding anything in the water. You believe that? Um, my, my understanding is that, you know, I have talked with some chemical engineers and environmental services and essentially it's not supposed to be in the water just yet. From my understanding, um, the vinyl chloride is, is, is like water and it travels through the ground and the soil like water. Um, so, you know, being, you know, a mile, 1.2 miles away, like we are other locations within a mile, it takes time for this sure. stuff to track the ground. We have not had much rain. Um, I think in the last seven days, we've had one day of a little bit of rain. Um, they're saying that right now they're not surprised if it tests. Okay. But in four five, six months from now, you know, these levels could be, astronomic and and that is the that is the concern that is my concern that is others concern not to mention the fact that physically being there is uncomfortable and yeah i mean you have 20 what did you say 26 27 acres this is farm Correct. this is farmland 
What are people going to do? I mean, you're not going to be able to sell this land. That, that's, I, can't, I mean, that's kind of why we're in a rock and a hard place right now. You know, I have a 7,500 square foot facility. I have a beautiful home. I have other buildings that I've built on the property as well. So I have a great investment into this property that now went from, you know, X amount of dollars to maybe being able to sell it for a fraction of what it's worth. Maybe. I mean, who in their right mind would buy something, um, something on Taggart Road right now? I, I couldn't yeah. imagine. Um, so, you know, now we're faced with the issue of um, little to no help from anybody. Um, and we're faced with the issue of having to potentially own two large properties, you know, and, and you know, funding and, and the ability to own two pieces of land and two buildings and two facilities and pay you know, two taxes, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be nearly impossible for a small business. So, Caitlin, hold on for one minute. And when I come back, I, I want to ask you what we can do to help. Um, I mean, I know our audience uh, well enough to know, and uh, we just, we want to help. How can we help you? We'll get that answer from you here if you have one coming up in just a second. Some people get towards the end of their workday and decide, you know what, I'm exhausted. I'm going to sit back and rest. You know, people, you know, those people that uh, uh, win Super Bowls, they usually are kind of people that, you know, can sit back and relax. You know, hard work's done. Right, Stu? I've heard that. I'm not sure. Yeah. For the rest of us, uh, being tired at work isn't as much fun. Uh, and that's why uh, there's a solution. And I'm happy to tell you about it. Relief Factor Sleep. It's amazing. Just like the regular Relief Factor that takes care of pain, Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free. So you will never feel whacked out. You'll never feel, um, uh, you know, sleepy or groggy the next morning. You feel great. I haven't taken it in a couple of days. I think I need to take it. been yawning a lot lately. Um, it will improve your mood, help uh, promote relaxation, reduce anxiety. It's healthy sleep. So unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number 4 relief. That's 800 the number 4 relief or go to relieffactor.com. That's relief sleep at relieffactor.com. 10 seconds station ID. This is bad. Um, you're, we're looking at now. Uh, you know, if you want to use that land again, I think you're going to have to. I think you're going to have to dig up and take quite a bit off the topsoil. Um, not an expert in this, obviously, but that's what I'm. I'm seeing today. Environmental Protection Agency is like, yeah, don't don't worry. I don't believe them. Um, do you, can I ask you that? Do you believe them, Kaylin? So I can I, I can't comment on that, but what I can comment on is that we were told um, by Norfolk personnel that the the agencies that were coming to our homes to test were from independent laboratories. Now, what I can tell you firsthand is that we had a gentleman from CTEC, which is the you know so-called independent laboratory. He was sitting in our driveway from the, the night of the derailment. And we had spoken to him, you know, just very informally. And he said that, and I quote, uh, we follow around the railroad when they make mistakes and they are happy to have us here. 
Um, and when, you know, CTEC came to our facility to test our air, they had not offered the services of water at that point in time. Uh, they handed me a contract that essentially said that I needed to hold Norfolk, their affiliates, not limited to, but including CTEC, harmless. Uh, harmless of uh, any future. Uh, you didn't sign it. In terms of, oh, of course not. Yeah, good. Um, but unfortunately, 340 other residents did sign it. And, and that's where my heart just breaks for these people because we don't know the long-term repercussions of what these chemicals can do in our air, to our environments, to our homes, to our businesses. And they've signed their rights away in the hopes that they're getting help and the right answers from these organizations. And what I can tell you firsthand is that CTEC, the affiliate of Norfolk that came to test the air, was followed by the EPA. And what I can tell you is that we said, can the EPA by themselves come into our kennel? We do not sign this paper. And can they test themselves? Because they're a government organization that has the ability, they had the testing equipment with them. And the answer was absolutely not. Why? I can't tell you why. Huh. I just, uh, I, I, I don't huh. know. Um, so what, how could we help you? It sounds like if you could get some independent testing, that might be uh, a help. But how could we yeah, help so I you? Think, I think that's the thing. The thing is, is that people who uh, have have the means to stay away and stay evacuated are are wanting this independent testing done. Now, I've reached out to three different independent laboratories, um, and they've actually reached out to me as well. Uh, Core, Atlas, and Acron, I think, if I say that correctly. And their services, they want retainers between fifteen dollars and $50,000 to do these independent testings of the land or of the air, soil, and water. Now, they do a whole reconnaissance of the property and the topography, and it, it's a very, you know, intense, um, procedure and protocol. And I mean, I think that the way to help imminently would be to help fund these, you know, landowners and or people who have stayed evacuated and are demanding these private testings, you know, to, to fund, essentially help us fund the, the private testing because many people can't afford fifteen to $50,000 up front. Especially, you know, I, I spoke with a gentleman at CORE Environmental Services this morning and I said, you know, these, um, uh, these chemical engineers and, and people making intelligent and professional um, uh, consensus are saying that this could be six to eight months to a year from now where we're going to see answers. Okay. So if we're having to pay these kinds of retainers up front and have to pay them again maybe in six months, again in a year, it's just not feasible. For All right. People. So, Caitlin, I want you to hold on the phone. I want to get the names. If uh, Mercury One won't help out on this, I'll pay for those themselves. We'll send some help up there to get your water and your land and your air tested properly and, and independently. So hang on just a second, Caitlin. The Glenn Beck Program. I have some tests I need done, too. Can yeah, you no. Me uh, today's the last day you can uh, take advantage of Good Rancher's amazing Valentine's Day deal. And I know what you're thinking. Glenn, if I order it, it won't ri- arrive in time for a romantic dinner. Yeah. Well, you're right. It won't. But when she sees how much you saved on real good quality meat, 
I'm hoping she'll be fine ish. Get a card, flowers. What, what's wrong with you, man? You can still say I love you with 100% American hand trimmed steakhouse quality meat from Good Ranchers. Over 85% of grass fed beef in this country is imported for over, from overseas. Uh, you can do better than that. We have to do better than that. Go to GoodRanchers.com and use my promo code BECK. You'll get $30 off your order. Uh, and I mean, I can already hear, oh, be mine. Oh, no, wait, that's me saying that to the stake. Ditch the usual gifts that don't cut it. Say, I'm sorry I didn't get you a gift by getting a gift at, you know, of American meat at GoodRanchers.com. It's going to be a little late. GoodRanchers.com. Love is in the air and it smells like beef. GoodRanchers.com. And what better way to say I love you than a gift of Blaze TV? BlazeTV.com slash Oh, en fuego. Mm. En fuego. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're, we're glad you're here. Just talking about what's happening up in uh, Ohio in this. I mean, it is a, a simple little farming town. Simple little town. And they're hit by just unreal devastation. And uh, as I'm reading today and I see that the EPA says, oh, you know, everything's fine. You can go in. Everything's great. I know if I live there, I don't believe that. It's not that I, it's not that I think that it's wrong. I just don't believe them. I don't believe the government. And let me ask you something. Isn't Joe Biden Mr. Train Set? Isn't he Mr. Amtrak? He had the keys to the Amtrak, didn't he? Yeah, he had the keys to Amtrak. Mm. He has given more money to the rail- railroads than any other politician, I think, ever, all the way back to Abraham Lincoln when they drove the Golden Spike. The guy was friends with the maintenance staff. Oh, he was everybody. buddies with every, he knew everybody by their first name. Glenn. He just did a big deal with the uh, uh, to get the uh, railroad unions not to strike. Mm, that's right. He navigated that crisis right with, with tact. Where is expertise. he on this one? Where is he on this one? Let this me, is a letting Mayor Pete yeah. take the heat for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and where is Mayor Pete on it? Doing the terrible job he always does because he was a diversity hire. So, <laughs> so the only the only thing that I can see from uh, uh, Mayor Pete is that he was out yesterday giving a speech about how you know construction companies needed to hire more black workers. What 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 does that have to do with transportation? What does that have to do with transportation? He has this huge train pileup. It looks like it's from um, a broken or overheated axle. The only statement that I have seen from the from the White House is that that was Trump's fault. Oh, wait, the axle was wait, what? Yeah, it was Trump's fault because Obama had said you need to you need to have different brakes and upgrade the brakes and Trump took that and got rid of that law. Okay. I'm sure he didn't go in and was like, uh, whatever you do, I want unsafe brakes on all of the trains. 
That had to be an executive order on both sides. Well, and and the, God only knows what that executive order else was loaded with. The other thing, too, is when you say you want to spend a lot of money on everything, when eventually some of that money isn't spent, you can just say, well, we wanted to spend more money on that and you wouldn't let us, right? It's always <sighs> that many, extra $4 that would have saved them. How many infrastructure projects have we done? I know. We, keep, we I say yes so, to all of them. All right. And you know, this, the, the, I hear the press say, this is our infrastructure. This is our falling apart infrastructure. How much more money do you need? How much? I want, I want the big number. Stop biting around the edges and going, hey, dad, can I just have a little bit more? I, I want to know what it will cost. I want to know that number. I am sick and tired of hearing about our crumbling infrastructure. And then we pass the largest infrastructure bill of all time. And then four years later, I hear about our crumbling infrastructure. And we're passing the biggest budget for infrastructure of all time again. And then a few years later, I hear about our crumbling infrastructure. Give me the number. I want the number. I'd like to know what you're doing. Is, is anybody here yet? Are, is anybody at this point saying, how much are you claiming this is going to be? Because they've already done it with global warming. You know, what is it? $150 trillion? To do what they're saying is $150 trillion. Give us that number. How much is the infrastructure to stop it from crumbling? And you know what? Pete Buttigieg, you're a joke. You're an absolute joke. Where are you? Why are you not in the hard hat? At least getting some photo ops down at the site. Why are you not in the hard hat? Why don't you have suit on your face? It'd be good for your campaign. I swear to you, people don't actually care. These people in Washington, oh, no, we, ca we care for your children more than you care for your children. Do you now? Where are you for the children from this town that haven't gone to school, that are living in a motel, some of them probably living in their car? Where are you on the children? Wow, Glenn, you are just forgetting about the bipartisan infrastructure bill that we just passed last year. And, you know, the good thing about that is that it couldn't have passed except for the wonderful, loving help of 10 Republicans who came on board to help in the Senate. What, a, what an incredible group. Should we go through some of their names? I don't know. It just feels like maybe uh, just I'm not going to go through all of them. All 10 would be too much. Too much. Too much. And I know they all deserve so much credit. But let me just highlight a few names for you. Uh, Kevin Kramer. Of North Dakota. Um, let me give you uh, Roger Wicker of Mississippi and uh, Mitt Romney of Utah. I, I want to highlight those three names. Oh, Deb Fisher as well of Nebraska. I want to highlight those four names specifically because they're all up for re-election in 2024. And now would be the time to find a good primary challenger against them if you happen to think that working with Joe Biden on his new train set was not the most be the best use of your $1.1 trillion. Maybe now would be a time to think about that because we can all complain about it later. And I'm sure we can all complain about Mitch McConnell and some of the other names on this list. And there are some to complain about. But those three you can do something about right now. Right now. Four. It was four, I believe. 
Uh, Fisher's a little bit more of a borderline case overall, perhaps. But the other three aren't. Their voting records suck. And uh, Kevin Kramer, uh, Mitt Romney, certainly, Roger Wicker, and Deb Fisher, all in states that are red that you can absolutely win the general election with a good conservative challenger. Mm-hmm, you can, mm-hmm. they're not Mitt Romney's popularity mm-hmm. among Republicans in Utah is 41%. There's no reason you can't knock him off in a primary. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. This is the time to do it. Now's the time, everybody. Well, I believe it was Mitt Romney that also helped bring the, uh, the uh, inflation reduction act into play as well. I want to show you something, Stu, and I, I want you to come over here to stand. Just stand next to me here for a oh, second. So I want you to, to read. You. Well, you know, you actually can read it on the screen oh. back there. All right. Um, this is from mm-hmm. the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, one hundred and fifty percent payout, high efficiency electric home rebate program, appropriation funds go to state energy offices and Indian tribes. In addition to amounts otherwise available, there is appropriated to the secretary for fiscal year 2022 out of any money in the treasury, not otherwise appropriated to carry out a program to award grants to state energy offices to develop and implement high efficiency electric home rebate programs in accordance with subsection C four trillion Two hundred and seventy-five million dollars to remain available for, for the rebate. That's four billion. There, four billion two hundred seventy-five. Two hundred. Okay, four billion. Yeah, You're right. Say, that would be. That would Thank been you. Thank no, you. More notable. Thank you. Um, four billion two hundred seventy-five million toward grants to Indian tribes to develop and implement high energy electric home. Notice it's not gas. It's not high efficiency. It's high efficiency electric mm-hmm. home. The rebate in accordance with subsection uh, C, that is $225 billion for uh, for the... It's um, a million. You need to... Learn. $225 million. God, yeah, it's, it's a I'm lot sorry. of money. But it's it, a lot of money. I'm sorry. And the aliens I just get do lost. get confusing. I just get mm-hmm. lost with the... Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, a ton of money, and it's all in there, plus... Some more things we're going to be showing you that when you all, they all come together, they are dismantling our electrical abilities. They're dismantling our electric generation plants. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're incentivizing this, not just here, but your tax dollars are going all over the world to convince governments to shut down their electric coal electric plants. And they get money just for shutting them down and they want to shut down the stuff that was created to replace the previous shutdowns correct. which is natural gas correct you want to get rid of that too this is they, these people do not mm. care about your family they do not care i know that sounds horrible and harsh but there is no other way to explain it now i'm not saying they caused the train derailment by any stretch of the imagination But where is the government with, you know, if I have good buddies in the train uh, industry and I'm the president of the United States, when they come, this is what they did. They offered twenty five thousand dollars to help move the town. So we got twenty five thousand dollars. Anybody need any help? We, We got you covered. Really? I call as the president of the United States to say, hey, Jack, my good buddy that I've been there forever. Take care of these people. Do it right. Set the example. Good Lord. 
uh, Ron DeSantis built a uh, a bridge in what a weekend after a hurricane built a a, a bridge. We still can't put the fire out. We're still, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. We got people living everywhere. But I'm sure the air is fine. This is, it's really despicable. And uh, you as American citizens should, you need to clock this one. Put that, okay, that's how they treat us. Okay, all right, that's how much we make a difference. You watch, they're going to start making a difference now because the media is on it. Back in a minute. Standing up for what you believe in is really challenging, but there are basic things that you can do, like buying from companies that believe what you and I believe, and it's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's actually really easy. Like when it comes to your mobile service, you know the the big uh, the big dogs in mobile service. They're they're all providing funding for you know Verizon, Planned Parenthood. And all of these crazy things that are destroying our country. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider is Patriot Mobile. So I want you to switch today. You're going to save money. You're going to get great coverage. They have all kinds of specials for you. And they're not going to send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of everything we hold dear. Switch today. We've got to stand together. 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make your switching easy. Just call them at 878-PATRIOT. Do it now, 878-PATRIOT, or go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Please do this now. Stand together in defense of everything that we hold dear. 878-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, some really, really good news uh, that has come in yesterday, once again, from uh, Florida. It appears as though um, our good friend in uh, Florida has actually now taken on ESG in a big way. He is now abolishing any kind of ESG standards from banking or anything else in the, in use in Florida. I mean, this is, this is the kind of bold action that will actually take it apart. This is the biggest news we've had on ESG since we started talking about ESG and it's coming from DeSantis. That's great. Now, is this, are you talking about, is it just state funding or is it, there's some additional oh, I'm component looking to for this? the story now to make sure I get it right. Cause you know me, uh, DeSantis, here it is, um, proposing legislation to prohibit state and local governments from including any environmental, social, or governance considerations in any investment. The comprehensive anti-ESG legislation previewed Monday at an event in Naples. The plans build off the previous actions that the governor has taken and would prohibit the use of ESG in all investment decisions at the state and local level, ban state and local entities from any consideration of ESG when in the contracting process, and block state and local governments from weighing ESG when using municipal bonds. Okay, so it's government-related, which is 
you know, I think the limits of his power there probably anyway. But yeah. He, that's really good. And it seems to address the E, S, and G here, not just the E, which he, has been kind of a problem. He said, by applying arbitrary ESG financial metrics that serve no one except the companies that created them, elites are circumventing the ballot box to implement a radical ideological agenda. Through this legislation, we will protect the investments of Floridians and the ability of Floridians to participate in the economy. This is fantastic. That's great. This is as, I think this is as far as you can go. He has gone uh, every every possible way he could go. And you see his with his stature in this race right now, which is 1A, 1B, you know, with Donald Trump really seemingly in the Republican race. It's that he's to that point now where he just wrestles these headlines. Like, even though we've talked to a bunch of people around the country who've tried to do things, some of them have been really impressive, but like DeSantis does it. And it's now DeSantis's thing, right? Like he is able, it was just like with the, uh, the immigrants being sent to Martha's Vineyard, like yeah. other states were already doing stuff like that. He does it and it just wrestles the entire issue. I mean, it just seems like he is. You know, uh, this is this is his uh, year. If he's going to have a year to win this president, to win the nomination, this definitely seems like it. So did you hear that the uh, premier of Quebec, uh, Francois Legault, Mm. uh, he has now said that um, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, has got to stop <laughs> bussing people to Montreal. I love this stuff. So, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, <laughs> Texas gets him up to New York, and everybody says, oh, the humanity, how could you possibly do that? And what does the Democrat do? Put him on a bus and send him across the border <laughs> up into Canada. <laughs> Eventually, like, Santa Claus is going to be like, oh, how are all these immigrants <laughs> getting here? <laughs> Early a oh, few weeks away from that. with the elf unions. <laughs> It'll be ugly, ugly, ugly. Another politician throws their uh, hat into the ring. We'll talk about that coming up in a minute. And and let me ask you: Have you ever had a uh, a disagreement with something with someone, and it's fact based, and you know the fact, you just can't find it anywhere, and it goes on for years, and the guy you're working with every day will bring it up from time to time, and and you're like, you don't know. You don't know. You don't have the facts. And then he'll say, well, you don't have anything either. Today is the day after a almost 20-year argument between me and Stu. Really? Today's the day of reckoning, my friend. Oh, no. Yeah. This, this sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. You're not hanging this around my neck. 
anymore. Oh, I'm hanging around your neck. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's coming up in 60 seconds. This is is scary. Yeah, well. It was scary what your people did to Philadelphia, too, over the weekend. Oh, that was you. They were under control, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) A couple cars turned over. Come on. Uh, All right, let me tell you about Goldline. I've been telling you about Goldline for quite some time, but really, we are... Uh, let's just say possibly running out of time for you to do your homework on this. Um, who was it yesterday we were talking about said, uh, oh, it was uh, Robert Kawasaki, the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He predicted that silver is going to hit $75 per ounce this year. Now, I don't know what he knows that I don't know, but maybe it's just that he knows what I I know. And it's bad enough. He says gold will reach $3,800 by the end of this year. If that's true, we're at war. We're at war. Goldline right now has the new Mayflower Silver Round, which I helped design. They love their clients. They're giving it away. The quarter ounce gold Mayflower Round. You'll get it for free with every box of silver Mayflower rounds purchased. No limit to the number eligible. You're not going to find these free gold promotions anywhere else. Call Goldline. Take advantage of this special before they sell out at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So, Stu. Yes, Glenn. You're familiar with the Space Needle. (laughs) I am familiar with the Space Needle. You're familiar with the Space Needle. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. in Seattle. It's right by where you grew up. Absolutely. You had a high level of knowledge. In fact, you taught me almost everything I knew about the Space Needle. Many, Uh, many stories over the years about the Space Needle. And you notice you emphasize stories of the Space Mm -hmm. Needle. Yes, yes. uh, That is what I emphasize. Because I told you the story one time that I was very small, and I was in what they call the Torchlight Parade in Seattle. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and I look up and I thought the Space Needle was on fire. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah, I remember this. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, you said, really, that's incredible. And I yeah. believed it for a very long time. And I said, well, it has gas jets and they don't use them anymore, mm-hmm. but they have gas jets and they can set the needle on fire. I don't know if they still can, but they did at one time. Well, they didn't set it on fire. Well, no, they just ignite the gas flame. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was kind of a cool moment, teaching Stu something he didn't know. I was. It was incredible. And And I told the story to other people. Yeah. And then he said, that's not true. Well, that's that's an interesting way of telling that story. How how do you remember it? We went to the Space Needle and asked the people who worked at the Space Needle, and they said no. Yeah, because that 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 guy didn't know what he was talking about. What do you mean he didn't? He He didn't know what he was talking about. There's a lot of people. He was giving a tour about all the Space Needle. How many times have you been someplace where you know more than the person giving the tour, and you're like, okay, that person needs to shut up. Get away, kids, kids, get away from that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That, that, my friend, is what happened. And you never, you have always pitted some stranger's <laughs> word against me. Against the mine. stranger who was employed by the Space Needle that to give you history nothing. about the Space Needle. I found the plans of the Space Needle. <laughs> Wait, you've been looking for I a, two decades? Lo- two decades. Two decades. I'd just like to show you there up on the screen. Uh-huh. You'll see aircraft warning beacon. Natural gas torch. 
gas burner. Then it goes into the building. The gas torch Hmm. is the needle. Now, I want to first point out that your beef is with the Space Needle employees. No, it's with you. It's with you. I don't have it's any dog you. in this fight other than no. to torture you for being no, wrong I about know, it. I know, I like, know. And it's so- bothered me that you believe some <laughs> stranger. We got on the elevator, and I'm like, don't listen to that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And you went, he works here. And I'm like, yeah. And probably sometimes he makes corn dogs, too. <laughs> That's first of all not how that what happened at all. But also, <laughs> the fact that that's ha- the way I remember it. That's so, the way America remembers it. Because wait, but this is at the top of the space needle, which is not where you said the. the yes, it is on the needle. And then you said something about it being fireworks. You thought maybe it was fireworks that you because saw because you made me doubt myself. Oh, you have caused. Oh, wow. you have caused so much damage. In my life. And this is just setting the record straight. So that you don't know. You don't know, never have known that bastard Mm. at the Space Needle. If I knew his name, I'd call him today. Oh, yeah. Here are the plans. Pretty sure it was the lead historian of the Space Needle. That's who we were talking about. Really? The lead historian is just up by the elevators. He was a guy that would say going down. That's that was his job lead his story and i believe it was you who even asked to confirm because i said that's yes. wow it's fascinating and you asked to confirm and he said no to your face that that did not happen but you did find the the plans are now do you know there that is. this is the way number i guess my follow-up stop questions. your questions you obviously have the answers to him but like they did wind up actually doing this you've confirmed that and also that that the the event occurred both of those things you've confirmed Stu, i'm not even going to dignify that <laughs> i'm not even going to dignify that <laughs> Okay. Wait. I am busy doing the people's work. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to make calls to the space Whoa. needle to see if they actually did it to the plans. I you don't, don't have that. time. Do you have twenty How years to I look have for the plans? Possibly seen that when I was a kid. If they hadn't put it up, I know no, well, I saw it. There's a hundred other stories in which you say you saw stuff and you didn't see it. I mean, we, oh we gosh, can go I through those. It. But I, I, yeah, I, I remember the day I saw Stu as a friend. Yeah, yeah. I remember that day. I want to make sure you don't have time to call them, but you have it because you have other things to do. But on a day where there's like a new presidential candidate being announced, you wanted to start an hour with your space. I have waited (laughs) two decades, two decades. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I so now here you are mm -hmm. an older gentleman Mm -hmm. and you realize that all the things that you believe based on my knowing the space needle or not it's all a house of cards Stu. Mm. all a house of cards i remember there was those shirts that fans made what if glenn beck was right maybe that was about the space needle oh it was was. when (laughs) i had them printed it was it (laughs) It absolutely was okay so now we just need to take the next step and we'll uh, work on that to, to try to confirm any of the facts that glenn has and we'll see so you don't believe the blueprints i believe the blueprints but I mean, there's multiple other factors. Like, what did the torch? What was it supposed to do? Did it See, look, make it look like is, it was on fire? Was it set off? There's at the time a giant you're... gas flame on the roof of the space needle. That's not what the plans you... say. It just says it just says gas torch. We don't know what that means. <laughs> what do you think? It's a little teeny torch. It could be a teeny a little torch. Tiki torch. A teeny tiki torch. Really? Yeah. Right. Maybe Why would you put a tiki torch? Maybe that was the first Charlottesville protest. Right. No wonder you liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Could we please get to business? <laughs> yeah. About oh, yes. I'm so Nikki sorry. I, I, <sighs> this was just supposed to be a quick mention, mm. and uh, you turned it into a national nightmare. <laughs> uh, all right. So Nikki Haley comes out yesterday. Not this a morning, surprise. I believe. Right? Is it this morning? I thought it was. I, I thought yeah, it. I, I, thought, I thought it came out this morning. Yeah. I really? Got an, I got an alert. Let me see the blueprints of your alert. <laughs> no, I, I'm asking. I don't have. I, I'm. I thought it was this morning. I got an alert this morning that told me she released her video. So, uh, her video. Yeah, she had a big announcement video. Uh, you know, kind of telling oh, people okay, who she was. Okay. And I thought history. maybe it was another kind of video. I mean, usually I, people try to get attention and they release videos, and you're like, okay, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, well, you don't do that to become president. You do that to become a billionaire. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a totally different. Uh, Is it? Yeah. Is it mm. the way to the billionaire is not through the White House? Huh. <laughs> These days. Um, all right. So Nikki Haley, uh, and that's really not a surprise. I That she's in the race? Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, no, not a not surprise. She was, you know, definitely tipping her hand that she wanted to get involved. Right. And, um, you know, reports that she talked to Trump about this because she initially said she would not run against Trump. Seems like they had a conversation at one point. Um, she's a serious person and someone who's been talked about in this in this conversation for a while. A couple of elections was a pretty good governor of South Carolina. I think she was a great governor. She was a great um, uh, UN uh, secretary general. Uh, no, not secretary. General. What do they call it? Uh, ambassador to yep. the UN. Mm-hmm. She was a great ambassador to the UN. Um, she never questioned me on the Space Needle. And, uh, it's in her video. She yeah. actually says, by I, the way. I'd be anxious to talk to her about what's going on with the balloons, what's going on mm. with China, the Nord Stream pipeline, all of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we are headed for, I think we're headed for war and we may be in it by the end of the year. Russia mm. is, Russia Jeez. is putting together a massive assault for spring. Everybody's like, oh, well, nothing's been happening. It's because it's, it's snow and muddy and cold. And, they're, you know, really I don't cold. know. Hitler learned that lesson. Now's not the time to go in and attack. But when the spring comes, Russia's going in, I think, guns a-blazing. Yeah, and it seems like it seems like they've made progress, even though it's been cold. They've, they've been, um, they you know, it felt like for a while Ukraine was really had the momentum behind them and it seems like that stopped and maybe reversed a little bit lately uh so yeah that would be interesting to talk to her she obviously has some uh, expertise in that area and i mean like we talked about this a little bit i think on studios america a few weeks ago but like you have on the republican side a number one a and a one b if you if you will depending on what you believe in the polls trump and desantis Mm -hmm. and like there's a good chance that there's a third person who at least makes some noise in this race. Somebody gets to double digits in a couple polls. Give me, give me, give me, give me the example. Give me the example, example. outside of uh, DeSantis and Trump. Give me the example. You want like the, uh, a potential field list? Yeah, you think that you're like, this person could, you know, this person could rock the world. Now, I want to alert you who you're listening right now. This is coming from a guy who denied that the Space Needle had a gas torch up at the top I for deny. almost I, two decades. Almost two decades. By the way, definitely not two decades. Oh, not yeah. even close. Oh, yeah. It was, and, then, and then let me tell you something mm-hmm. else. He'll just take advice from, like, elevator people. 
people you just meet, you come off the elevator and you're like, hey, let's ask this guy. This is what he thinks of you, America. You're elevator people. (laughs) You're working hard for a living, getting, I'm sorry, but if you have to wear a hat (laughs) and a polyester, like, you know, Disney monorail suit, I'm not going to put a lot of stock into what you say. Wow. Okay. Well, now we're learning so much about you. Okay. Uh, Well, none of those, no one in this field is dressed that way. So you can can take them. Okay. So let me give you a list. This is just uh, to go uh, outside of my own preferences here. We'll go to the top 10 Republican presidential candidates from the Washington Post. Who do they think? the Washington Post. You want some honorable mentions first? Uh, Marco Rubio. Okay. Josh Hawley. Uh Uh-huh. Tom Cotton. Uh Uh-huh. Rick Scott. Uh Uh-huh. Liz Cheney. Asa Hutchinson. Larry Hogan, governor of a former governor. No. (laughs) Former governor. I think the the golfer might be good. (laughs) Larry Hogan, former governor of Maryland. Uh, Greg Abbott, Texas governor, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, very highly rumored to run, by the way. That one probably will be a reality. What the hell is he thinking? What is he thinking? I mean, what? That's like, a does very anybody, deep question. I know. Talking I about mean, Chris Christie. Right. What, what is I mean, he ever thinking? I, I don't know. I'm going to be closer to a donut shop if I win. What is he thinking? Uh, it could be it. It could be. What, that's, There's should, not, I, who's going to vote for Chris Christie? I think. Hang he, on. I'm just listening. No one from no the one. Chris Christie family even no. responded to that. No, one. no. I mean, Christie is. Uh, I think you know, Christie thinks he should have run back with that one when he was first coming onto the scene, and he had a chance maybe to make some noise. Did not wind up running, uh, and then tried to run later, and obviously did nothing. Uh, he then became super tight with Trump for a time, and then had a breakup with Trump. So now he's going to be, I guess, the. Uh, one of the uh, in the anti-Trump sort of wing when you're talking about Hogan or Liz Cheney, he seems like that's going to be his approach. We will see if there's. I mean, uh, I think I do think there's a good chance he runs. I think he wants the spotlight. He really likes people talking about him. He likes the cameras. So and we stop with well, those kinds of people. And again, like he should like audio, not not camera. I mean, that's just, <laughs> if he wants the attention, get it in audio form. Just like well, and we uh, say that. That's how we got in the business. We say that as fat people. Yeah, it's hundred so, percent. You know, there's no, you know, it's it, it's not like we hate fat people. Mm. I mean, we do hate ourselves for being fat. Mm. So does that count as hating Pretty fat much. people? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, also, uh, John Bolton, oh. Doug Ducey. Uh, none of these people just so a far. Second. What is John Bolton? Those what are is, honorable mentions. By what the way. is John Bolton's? Uh, what would his campaign slogan be? War. Bigger war now. <laughs> Again, this, this I is, promise you, your kids will die in a foreign land. It's so bizarre because I might remind you that Donald Trump promoted him to one of the highest profile positions to deal with such because, topics. No, 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 but wait. But he was great. I thought he's yeah. great if you have a if you have a president that is so anti-war. Because right. he'll come in and go, you, you've one got you to, to go to war. Right. Like, for example, right. he had a lot of influence on uh, what's this, the, the guy in uh, Iran that they went after. Yeah. And that was, a, I think, a good set. I think it was. A, a good influence. So, you know, you, there are times a president has to go to war. And if he's a real dove, it's good. I think that's why he balances. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's an Trump point. always yeah. has balanced, you know, his uh, his advisors with people that don't necessarily agree with him. Agree with him. It's the greatest job ever. You're the greatest president. But don't necessarily agree with his policies in lockstep. And Bolton, I think, really does want to be president, does believe he would be a good president. But he, oh. it strikes me as more of a Lindsey Graham 
2016 yeah. type of run when like the national topic is not really international issues somehow, even though oh, there's a big war. Be. I know. Uh, but I mean, this might be the calculation, right? If if the Ukraine Russia thing goes out of control, we might be looking for a big hawk. I will tell you, I'll tell you right now that I said this in 2006 and everybody said I was crazy. I said the 2008 election is all going to be about the economy. It's going to be there's a crash coming and it's about the economy. The 2024 election is going to be about war and your money. That's what it's going to be about. Mm. Back in just a second. Okay, you're stranded on a desert island in the middle of nowhere. No phone, no lights, no motor cars, not a single single luxury. Okay, it's not a drill. It's not a soul to be found. You're isolated. This is the only time you don't need LifeLock. That's it. If you're Gilligan on his island, it's important to understand that with everything we do online, cybercrime, identity theft, it is going to affect your life if it hasn't already. Get 25% off right now a subscription to LifeLock, top of the line in cybersecurity, both preventative measures to keep you safe, and because nobody can monitor everything at all times, access to a restoration team. If you do end up having your information hacked into, LifeLock is there as well. Save up to 25% first year. Promo code back LifeLock by Norton at 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code back and save 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code back. 10 seconds. Station ID. Steve Dace thinks he's all that. Uh, he's coming on with his book, uh, The Fourth Reich. Little does he know, my book, The Fifth Reich, is coming out right after. <laughs> yeah, there so you go. His is not a thousand-year Reich. His uh, Fourth Reich is like a 120-day Reich. Do you want the top 10 here? Yeah, go. Okay, 10. Christy Noem probably will run. Yep. Uh, Chris, She'll be running for vice president, I think. Go ahead. Chris Sununu, number nine. What? This is again the control of the Washington Post. Number eight, Nikki Haley. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Mike Pompeo. Mm-hmm. Six, Ted Cruz. What? Five. I mean, he's always up. He's always in that upper tier of the lower tier in the polls. Don't do it, Ted. Don't do it. Five, Glenn Youngkin. Uh, no. No. Uh, this is an interesting first sentence, which I do agree with. The lessons of Chris Christie loom large here. Yes. For Youngkin. It is yes. a good point. Like, you kind of got a little bit of the, when you yeah. won that race, do Don't. you wait? Wait. Do something. Well, if Chris, if he waits, though, the lesson of Chris Christie is it never comes around. Your chance never comes. Uh, four, Mike Pence. Uh, three, Tim Scott. Two, Donald Trump. One, Ron DeSantis. Now, that's according to the Washington Post, which has the, the former o- president in second here. The only ones that have any chance in that field, I think. To, I'm not even saying to win, but give me, like, who's the guy who breaks out to third? Or the lady who breaks out to third? Who's the person who makes noise? Give it again to me, real uh, quick. Uh, Pence, Scott, no. uh, Youngkin, Cruz, Haley, Pompeo, Sununu. Scott, Pompeo. Pompeo. Uh, Noam. And maybe Noam. Maybe Haley. Yeah, but th- she's those in the are, conversation yeah. to be that to be that third person. Yeah, though. and that's that's probably what you're fighting and, for right now. And because she is focused, um, you know, she's been a governor, so she understands the state level. But she's also been on the international level. Uh, she could play a uh, an important role, uh, at least in the debate. Um, but you know, as a president or vice president, she could play a real role if she's 
uh, get business done, but we're not going to go fight foreign wars kind of president. But we have something we have to get somebody who knows how to stop wars once they've started for 2024, because mm. this one, the fuse has already been lit, I fear. The Glenn Beck Program. Today is Valentine's Today is Valentine's Day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, crap. Okay, uh, remind me, will you, of that in a little while? Anyway, <laughs> Preborn uh, Pregnancy Network has rescued so far 200,000 babies. 200,000 babies. Babies, saving babies, it is the greatest joy of our life, our children. And, uh, and I think the greatest thing we could ever do is save children from the slaughter of abortion. And preborn does it in a very loving way. They all they do is they show moms, potential moms, their baby with a uh, ultrasound, and they hear the heartbeat. Now these are moms who come in and say, "I'm I'm thinking about having an abortion." They show them the ultrasound. It costs twenty eight dollars. They don't make the mom pay for it. They just do it for free, and it's about eighty percent chance that she chooses life after that. $28. Could you please donate 28 bucks or more or even less? Doesn't matter. Do Can you help save some babies today? Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash back, sponsored by Preborn. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. You know, I just want to point out that with every passing day, this job, which used to make some sense, makes no sense whatsoever anymore. Every day we're slowly being boiled, slowly being boiled, and we don't notice things like Stu just said. What are the percentages, though, that, you know, aliens really are <laughs> responsible. This for, is how they do it, right? right? They'd roll it out. Oh, it's a b- balloon. Yeah. Oh, we found a couple of balloons. <laughs> oh, lots of balloons. This is, yeah, hey, no big deal. Just shot. We're just firing $500,000 missiles at balloons. I think these, these balloons <laughs> are the performers from Rihanna that just kind of floated away. <laughs> oh, no. The yeah. poor people who floated yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a possi- possibility. Um, could I show you uh, one thing, and then we'll go back to politics here in a second. But uh, I, I want to show you something that uh, people recorded, and uh, it was recorded by the Subaru Asai Star Camera in Hawaii. And it was Japanese-operated telescope, Big Island. And it showed lasers, lasers. Okay, so this is out in the middle of nowhere. There you can see. Okay, see the lasers? Yeah. Okay. They're clearly coming down, right? I would think so, yes. Yes, They're coming down. Uh, from the sky, but not necessarily though. You don't know for sure. It could be going up. Well, but either way, would, would be very bizarre. Be, yeah, they would all have to be pointed as if they're looking like they're coming because they're 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 sweeping like a like a hand of a clock, like a TikTok. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it it appears it's coming from the same place up in the sky, or they're all just aimed. But that's quite a distance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so people took this video and the the telescope people took it and they're like, um, 
what's that? <laughs> the telescope people said that. <laughs> what what mm. what exactly uh, is that? Now, here is the explanation. Weather balloon? No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. They are saying that this is a NASA satellite that has lasers aboard that from time to time measure the Earth's surface. Hmm. Now, I would think that if it was measuring the Earth's surface and it's looking for ice, water features, coral reefs, ocean waves, snow cover, uh, forests, farmland, we would have seen that NASA, that NASA laser before. Right, because it would be right. all over the place. Right. right. It'd be like, oh, they're just upstairs measuring again. Right. Right. They, they might make an announcement in advance. Say, right. by the way, this is the week. We're, <laughs> we're doing gonna, that whole. We're, we're gonna. <laughs> we got our laser tools out. Right. Okay. We just. We just want to make sure sixteen inches is really sixteen inches between the studs. We're just gonna laser map the Earth. Mm. I haven't seen that before. I wanted to bring that up and ask you if you've seen. that I have before. never, heard. never, no. n- never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I th- you know, they—is it possible that they—that uh, it's true? Sure. Oh yeah, but, it, sure, but it's it very, is. yeah, very odd. And I've never seen anything like that before. That's yeah, incredible. Now, let me ask you: How many times? Well, I was going to say a week, a day. Do you find yourself saying, "No, I've never heard of that before. I never seen anything like that before." Uh, many, many times per day. Like a disturbing yeah. yes. amount of times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I want the audience to know, because I don't want you to panic, that this is a man who claimed that there were no gas jets on the top of the Space Needle for years, decades even. But. Are you claiming that these lasers were caused by the Space Needle? Is that your case? <laughs> I would not be surprised. No, the Space Needle is actually supposed to look like a spaceship. You know, it was for the 62 World's Fair, so it's like a big spaceship kind of thing up there. And uh, I think that's maybe where the lasers came from. Giant balloons that mm. look like balloons, but they're actually spaceships. So, the wait, the flame would be on the top of the point of I the don't spaceship? Know. I don't even I don't know, okay? Mm. I don't know all the facts about the Space Needle. Oh, go oh ask, we just heard it on record. Ask, Can you pull that uh, audio? Yeah. I don't know all the facts about the Space Needle. <laughs> Interesting admission 20 years later. Oh, man, I will know it now tomorrow. <laughs> I'll know them all. It's like the fact that I've <laughs> sent you on this. Uh, uh, yeah, 20-year uh, journey. Okay, mm. so... Could we just go back to that list and talk sure. about the things? Do you agree or disagree that it is likely, if not most likely, we will have a change in currency before or near the time of 2024? <laughs> wow. Um, you're saying the the digital dollar. Yeah. They just announced I think it last that's a week. Difference. To me, I, I look at that as different than a change in currency. Like, I think they will say that they will essentially make the case that's an additive, right? Like a wonderful benefit, a new thing you can try, anything you can use. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't, okay. I don't think of that as a change. In okay. Currency. So you think we'll still have the greenback, but we yeah. will. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that there's, it's likely, if not most likely, that we will be in war by 2024? I really do hope that's not the case i think the uh 
because I, I, I have not put a percentage on it in my head. To me, the issue here is if you're at 5% chance of war mm-hmm. with Russia, mm-hmm. you're talking about such a, a terrible outcome Catastrophic. that it should be your number one priority to make sure that doesn't occur. Sure. Um, I, I do don't I think, think it's they're doing that. Fit? No, <laughs> no, it no. does not seem like they're interested <laughs> in that Seems like they might be going the other way, but that's just from my perspective. No, I think your perspective is accurate. And I'm a guy who hasn't ever seen the laser measuring of the world right. before. That's so just obviously. What do I know? I'm a shut-in. If you're talking about if is it over 50%, I think I would say no to that. I think I would say no that we're at war with Russia. But I mean, I'm not, I, I, the fact that I'm not saying it's zero or 0.1% is, is very scary okay. to me. Uh, uh, and China, we're, we're just at a cold war with China by that yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. talking about active shooting okay. wars, right? Like I, I would make the argument right now we're, or in, in a cold in war a cold with both war. of them. Yeah, okay. Honestly. So, yeah, absolutely with both of them. Uh, now, real quick. Economy doing well? And probably not. Probably not. Yeah, doesn't seem so to be. Inflation numbers did not look good today, So, out of these the people are, are able to give people a sense of, okay, this guy's an adult. He's going to handle it. This guy is going to handle it. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that would be the case of Nikki Haley. Right. I mean, someone who has foreign affairs experience, someone who has, uh, you know, executive experience as well. But does she have experience like like somebody has to have experience with the economy as well? This would be the case, I think. Yeah. And Haley ran a state. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, state, yeah, so. yeah. Pompeo, I think, would get would get you to that first one. I think that would be a case he would make that he has that expertise. I think Pence would make that case. Pence has um, both. I mean, again, you, you look at every that, one remember, of these polls. He's still he's the third, number three guy in the polls because everybody knows his name. Everybody knows his name. Now, listen, That's a big part of the battle. It's a big part of the battle. But if you want a campaign that has the turnout that looks like a Joe <laughs> Biden COVID campaign, <laughs> you would go with Mike Pence. I just don't weird, see people. I don't know how you navigate it. I mean, no. his case is clearly. Everything you liked about the Trump administration without the January 6th you didn't like. That's essentially right. his that's essentially right. but his But I'm not convinced that that Pence was really in the room on, you know, let's just do it. Let's go bold and big. Let's do right. it. No, I think that's true. And I think the things that he would argue are his strong points from the Pence perspective is, hey, like, I'm going to do all this without the tweeting. Right. Like, that's his case. I'm going to do all this without the tweeting, without the crazy rallies. It. I don't think I like. I don't, I don't think it's going to work. It. But no, I don't because I think the people who really, really there's a there's a section of people who liked the Trump policies, but you know Trump, he was a vessel to get you to a good Supreme Court, right? Like there's yeah. there's a lot of those people out there. If you're super passionate about Trump, he's already running. You don't need a guy who wasn't Trump to be your Trump. It's only the appeal for for Pence is only like if you really love Trump. But only didn't like the fact that he tweeted a lot. No, and I, I just think don't think that's there's a, a huge group I think there. that's the case for DeSantis. I think DeSantis is more likely to be tough as nails like Trump was yeah. than Pence. And I think and, I, and he's already got the uh, but I don't do the crazy tweets. Yes. At night. And I think, too, the DeSantis case is more broad than Pence. I, I, I think it, Pence is so closely tied to Trump. You, you have to be in love with the Trump administration Right. To want Pence. But then also, if you Trump this, has told you he basically hates Mike Pence. Right. So, so what, where, where's what the schizof- road? What's no a schizophrenic path. Trump supporter yeah. that is like, I really, really love Pence. 
and I really, really love Donald <laughs> Trump, except for the one thing he said about pants. That's not it. Does, it's it written, doesn't work. There's just no road doesn't there work. to me. Um, the, the, the road you might find there, honestly, is Pence thinking he wants someone else to be president. That's not Donald Trump. And thinking if he can pull eight to 10 percent in these early primaries away from Trump, it might help someone like DeSantis or somebody else beat Trump. I can see that being his actual uh, his actual idea if he goes through with this, which is not confirmed yet, by the way. Well, they're very good. I mean, you know, the 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 GOP is absolutely not above doing to Trump what they did to Hillary Clinton. We're just cobble everybody together and say, everybody just come out and be for this one person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that possible. could very well happen. Other, way, other names on this list. Obviously, this is essentially Bolton's entire case, which I will take this seriously and I will be the, I will be the guy you, know, you want on national security. You have um, also both, I would say Rubio, Hawley, and Tom Cotton have versions of this argument. You know, both of them, or all three of them have been active in this area. Uh, that's about it. I mean, there's a bunch of people. But I don't think with serious a serious chance, and obviously I would I should also mention Donald Trump would be a, a guy who would who would be who would say I was able to shut these things down yeah, when Donald I was president Trump, and I had a good record on the economy. I mean, this is going to be central to his argument. Donald Trump only ha- is the only one that has the credibility to say, "Yep, I did that to the economy after they said the economy could never grow, mm-hmm. and I did that to the economy, and I stopped all those wars." Yeah. He's the only one that has the credibility. However, he's also the only one that has been smeared for, you know, 10 years now and made into a horrible monster. I'm not sure if you can get the swing vote for Donald Trump now just because of what the press has done to him. Yeah. And I think, like, look, Donald Trump is such he's elevated a thousand levels above celebrity president at this point. He is just an argument in and of himself. His name is an argument. And so, like, it's I don't think Donald Trump wins or loses the presidency right now based on policy. And I don't like that. I don't like that's where America is. But, like, I think right now that it's going to come down to him as a brand, whether you like him or you don't like him. And that's really what is going to be the decision on that, whether the Republicans say, I want that or not. Let me just end this uh, this uh, section of the program here with the way we started this section of the program. Have you ever seen this before? <laughs> sure. Chinese authority Uh-oh. Chinese authorities have uh, now announced that they saw and have spotted a UFO. They were preparing to shoot the object down, but they are urging fishermen in the vicinity just to be safe. So we, so we now have now have the Chinese going. I mean, it was seeing a flying. It could be. I don't know if they're measuring the Earth or what. You ever heard that before? No. Yeah. No. no, I, no, no, no. Neither did I. All right. <laughs> Relief Factor, such an amazing product. So many different aches and pains it can help you with, and it certainly helped me for years. However, there is that pain that. Even Relief Factor can't touch. It's the pain you get when you watch all of your hopes and dreams for the Super Bowl outcome just <laughs> melt in front of your eyes. I mean, can you imagine the pain? Sarah, can you imagine the pain? Somebody like that, that was that dumb to just go like, they're going to do it again. No. 
boy, that pain just doesn't go away. <laughs> but Relief Factor can help pretty much everything else but that, because that's deep neurological pain, really. Three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. Many Eagles fans are trying to order it now, but it doesn't work for that. Uh, relieffactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So, Joe Biden, I mean, Glenn Beck, I wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> Wait, what? Just a quick question. No, I yeah. just, you're reminding me of somebody else today. I'm yeah, uh, probably because you're questioning everything you mm. thought you knew. You, yeah, you were right. ro- rooting for the, the Eagles, they lose, that and then the, the space needle thing. The space needle thing. Yeah, uh, and it's important to ask questions. So, what mm-hmm. year again did you say this happened when you saw this? I don't this know. flame? You, know, I, I you really just remember, I, I remember being a kid. Yeah. As a kid. What yeah. year were you born again? 64. 64. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because the, uh, the 1962 World's Fair, of course, was the yeah, yeah. was the Seattle Sports yeah. Deal. Uh, the, the, the flame you've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, Called yeah. the Needle of Flame. Needle of Flame. The natural gas torch producing oh, the flame was between 40 and 50 feet tall. There it is. Said it to is. have burned enough fuel to heat 125 homes. Yeah. The purpose, not to look like a spaceship, but of course, to oh. show how we'd all be using natural gas as well as to act oh, to as a giant kidding yeah, me. as a giant clock to the fair turning on every quarter hour but this part was the part i found to be most interesting <laughs> uh-huh. which uh-huh. was the apparatus was removed following the conclusion of the world's fair no it's not possible so why how did he see it no, in 1960 no, no. at least 64 no, he's remembering I, it so what 6970 maybe and I'm just telling you, I saw it. this is what happened last the time world's fair. this is what happened last time we should believe? go back Wikipedia? and ask the guy in the elevator. Oh, my gosh. What does he think oh about this? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Huh. This Who is exactly is what Joe Biden does. I, need... I remember I... walking in those civil rights marches. <laughs> I remember it. I'm telling you, I was marching in the torchlight parade ah. and I saw it. Oh. <sighs> telling you and i hope i hope people heard what he just said about charlottesville he was marching in the torchlight parade <laughs> that's a <laughs> wait a minute how did this whole thing turn around on me how give me this the eagles really lost i have to really live with that all right we will see you tomorrow the glenn back program